so grateful for you clicking on the Stu Simpson Show podcast. We've been podcasting for about a year now and it's been great fun. We've met many, many interesting people. They've ranged in season one from artists to comedians, knitters, folk singers and West End superstars to this current season where we talk to healers, priests, shamans, pilgrims and so much more. But the one thing they've all had in common was that they're all still currently on this earthly plane. Well, they were all alive at least. So today's guest is someone who deals with things beyond this earthly plane. On this episode of the Stu Simpson Show, we'll be chatting to Sam Pert, who is a medium, a psychic, and I believe a card reader. Not like an ATM machine, like a tarot card reader. Is that right, Sam? That's right, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, yes. Thank you for inviting me on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great. We've been trying to get this together for a while now, so I'm really, really yeah, excited. Yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And my mom, my mom really, because my mom loves psychics and mediums and, and spiritual stuff. So she's like, I can't wait for you to do Sam, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, uh, let's get going then, we, shall we? Uh, right, uh, so I know you from days of um, being a successful folk musician and a world-class accordion player with great stage banter. And you played in a, an amazing duo called Hut People. Um, we were label buddies on Fellside Records. Yeah. And That's right. Yeah, um, Although you're considerably better than me, obviously, <laughs> on the circuit. I've got it, I, in my opinion. Um, so, but are your heady days of touring folk clubs and festivals, is that over? Have you, have you finished with all that? Yeah, I mean, once a musician, always a musician. So I think it's like in my blood like, like anything, because I was always born to play music. But the thing was is that with lockdown and everything, when lockdown happened, obviously all the touring and the driving miles and miles to gigs suddenly stopped overnight. But what happened was it, when I, we were coming out of that, I realised, actually, I'm not sure that's the life I want to go back to. I've been doing it for over 18 years. so, mm. um, And I just thought, um, for me, it, the travelling and all of that stuff was outweighing, um, the, you know, just playing yeah. the music. And I thought I was starting to not enjoy it. And I think I, I'm a great believer in when things start to feel not right, you got to trust those feelings. Um, you got to stay true to you. And... And I realised that it was, I'd had my time on the road. Of course, I'm still doing music locally and I'm still gigging with 422 occasionally and stuff. So I'm, it's not like I've gone sort of like right. nothing. Um, as I say, I'm always a musician and I'm still like doing local, I'm involved in Folk Links as a local music organisation, um, doing teaching accordion and stuff like that and enhancing the local area with music. And as I say, also doing 422 stuff as well, thing, you know, mm. so... So yeah, I'm still keeping my hand in and I'm still around. It's just, I'm not, it's not my main source of income, if you like. Yeah. It's just um, in the background and become more of a hobby thing, if you like, and occasional Kayleys and stuff. And it's just nice to have it. I'm enjoying it again, basically, yeah. because there's yeah. not that push for, you've got to have a gig, you've got to have a gig. You're, no matter where it is, you've got to go to it. And, you know, and, and it means that I can be home more, and become home with my husband more as well. Yeah. Because I realised that I moved into a different point in my life. Now I'm married and I, I didn't want to drive the length and breadth of the country. And, you know, I wanted to be nearer to my husband mm. all the time. Yeah. I can so. totally understand that exact Because people are now getting on a me. Are you going to gig again? Are you going to start gigging again? I'm like, yeah. oh, it's the travelling. It's it's not. The, the gigs are great. But it's all yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. The gigs are brilliant, yeah. aren't they? So if yeah. people if people want to come and see you locally, um, because obviously you just you're still gigging but in your area, where is that ish? Well, it's it's around sort of the Lincolnshire, um, East Yorkshire area. I was there last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, but I'm not 
I'm not going out and trying to get gigs really. Yeah. If stuff comes up, then I might do it if I'm available, you know. So yeah, I'm totally because yeah. it's also that hunting for gigs is yeah. a pain as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate that we had a great agent yeah. um, who supported me to, right until the very end, um, Phil Simpson, from, um, he was a Phil. great, great agent, you know, and um, and he completely got where I was coming from as well, which is really nice, you know, so um, he's he's got great bands and stuff, but I was fortunate to have that, but there was still a bit of that pressure to, no matter where the gig was, to take it, and, and I just realised that I just didn't enjoy the travelling anymore, and and it was time to change, basically, at the end of the day. So I totally, I absolutely, absolutely understand yeah. that a hundred percent. But let's get in a bit of background about you. So, where are you from originally? Yeah. Um, you got any religious beliefs? Or you got any spiritual background growing up? That sort of thing. So, um, spiritual background. We weren't really brought up in the church, particular anything really. A very kind of non-religious but value-based background. So, based on the values of being good to others, on, on, on treating others how you would like to be treated, I suppose. Um, no real, never really taken into churches particularly, but I wasn't kept out of anything. Like that. If I'd have felt I'd have wanted to go into it, my, my parents would have supported me with that. Um, but nothing really happened with, in my background in terms of religion or anything until I kind of had this moment in my life where I had this like spiritual awakening, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'd, I'd, now got a real good career in my music, music money coming in. I'd got a house. I hadn't, I, nothing, I wasn't completely complete at that point because I hadn't got Francesco at that point, yeah. my husband. But things were very kind of in place, if you like. And then, so then I started to go, so what's this all about then? You know, that's what I started asking. What's this all about then? Had an interest in ghosts and spooky mm-hmm. things. So uh, Most Haunted was huge at that time. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, I'm very, very logical and down to earth and practical. And I know that obviously they want to sell DVDs. So I want my own evidence. So with that, I was teaching an accordion student of mine and um, I found a, part, a ghost investigation going on. And I said to her, do you want to come on this with me? Because <laughs> I knew that she was interested in the paranormal and that. So I said, would you like to come on this ghost investigation with me? Um, and we'll go on one and see what happens. And I went on that investigation and all of a sudden I was just sensing spirit around. I was going, well, there's a man over there and there's this person over there. And the medium that night was like, yeah, you're right. Ooh. You're right. You should, think about maybe, you should think about maybe becoming a medium, you know. Um, and I was like, really? That's quite interesting. Um, and I was also from that event, because I'm a great believer in spirit, give you signs and, and let you know that you're on the right path and stuff. And from that event, there's a picture of me pointing uh, to our saying there was a man standing. And on that picture, there's a white orb exactly where I'm pointing to, which is really interesting, Ooh. you know. And that was like spirit going, there you go. You, you're, you know, you're definitely picking us up. So, so follow that path. So following that, it was me that took myself into the spiritualist churches to sit in circles to develop it. I did workshops. I did lots of different things like that. And developed and developed. And actually, it was like, it went so, so fast. I ended up at mind-body-spirit fairs doing readings. Um, really big, established mind-body-spirit fairs. But it's like it went kind of too fast for me almost. Yeah. And so what I happened, when I was developing that side of my mediumship, I realized that meditation was really important. 
So the meditation is a local Buddhist centre to us. Um, and it was, and of, of course, Buddhists know a lot about meditation. So I thought, well, they're a good place to start to yeah. learn about meditation. So I then found the local Kadampa Buddhist centre, started to go there. But then also started to hear the teachings of the Buddhist centre. And the Buddhist centre, the teachings really chimed sort of to my heart. And I went, wow, that's really good teaching. Mm-hmm. That is. So, and what happened was, is I slowly got more and more and more involved in the Buddhist centre till I became a teacher. And I became, I was studying it on a special study programme. I was doing big, huge retreats and everything like that. Um, and I like developed for about five or six years until I actually closed the door. My mediumship actually at one point, you know, wow. um, I kind of like closed, closed the door and decided that I'm going to follow this path at the moment. But then I never got ordained. And that, I think that's really important for me anyway, because for me, if, if the Buddhism path had been completely right for me, I would have got ordained, but I never did because for me, I'm a bit of an out of the boxes kind of person. Um, I kind of, so what happened was is that I, I went so much into the Buddhism and then I actually ended up going to Hull Pride in Hull mm-hmm. and really becoming the self-accepted sort of happened that must have come through developing myself through the Buddhism. But then I then went on Hull Pride and had this huge self-acceptance happen, at which point I then decided to get on the the dating sites and meet people. Yeah. Then I found Francesca. And then obviously I focused on Francesca, came out of the Buddhism a little bit because I was with Francesca. But then naturally the the mediumship opened back up because Francesca is a very spiritual person as well. And so naturally it was like I was always meant to do the mediumship. It's like a calling. Mm-hmm. And, and so now I describe myself as a spiritualist and Buddhist medium that, that is sorry that a medium that is spiritualist and Buddhist and neither. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the way the, my best explanation because it's through the teachings of spiritualist and also through the Buddhist and also in my work with spirit, I don't fit it into boxes at all. So for me, even the labels of spiritualist and Buddhist, the two box like for me mm-hmm. when working with spirit. Yeah. So I, I'm a great believer in the individual. And I think that's that whole pride thing and being who you are is really the thing that ties it all together, actually. You know? That's amazing. Rather than, rather than the actual the religions as such. Yeah, of it's course. More the pride and self acceptance in you that mm-hmm. is important. You can have interests in religions, but of course, if people want to follow that path, I've no problem with anyone's own individual views or different views from mine. I can have a great conversation with people that have different views from me. I don't yeah. do this to convert people. I don't do it to try and... I really don't do it to make them believe, even though I bring them evidence from spirit. I actually do it to bring the messages from spirit. Yeah. Even though the evidence is important to validate things, to know that I've got that spirit with me, you know? For me, that is all well and good, but at the heart of the matter is that spirit has a message for that person, mm-hmm. that loved one, you know? And spirit in general has a message and healing for everyone. And the overarching spirit that is the energy that connects us all of love and light. Yeah. He's always there for us. 
So that's the overarching message as well, if you like, you know. That's really interesting because mm. one of the first people that I went, I went to university with and I studied art um, was one of my best friends, Nat, who is now, she was really into spiritualism and re- yeah. reading cards and, and etc. And she's now a Buddhist nun um, right. with, with Kadampa. Really? Yeah. Wow, so yeah. similar, yeah. She, and she's yeah. just her name's Lam Chen, so you you never know. You might have met her along the path yeah. somewhere along the way. So it really yeah. is quite a small world. So, yeah. what is the difference between a psychic and a medium? Is there a difference? There is, yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we're all we're all actually psychic, we're, and that when when I say that, what I mean is, if someone has an argument and you walk into that room, you go, "Oh my goodness, yeah. what's going on here?" That's your psychic ability. The ability to sense things that are non-physical, but are from almost like I define it as the, the living. Really, um, mediums are like just the same, but with spirit. They're, they're almost psychic, but with spirits too. Okay. So the, the psychic is more that like connection to the living people, okay, and and the the mediumship is a connection to spirit. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I define it as. So. When a medium connects to a spirit, that is a spirit of a, a person that's passed, or spirit communicator, as they sometimes call it. Yeah. I feel that's a bit cold and, and a bit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's the difference. A psychic is that ability to connect to to living people, um, to like the person in front of you. But the mediumship connection is to a spirit mm. that is connected to that person. Now, I, I always explain this in relation to that karmic connection of energy. So every person that you've met, you have a karmic connection of energy to them. So conceivably, when any of those people that you've met on the living plane pass away, move into spirit, can I, I can connect to them people. But equally, this is a funny thing, though, because I can also psychically connect into those people you've met. Right, because of your energy that you've you've got, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So, I always do say this: I never guarantee anything in that sense, you know. And with spirit, you can never say which spirit's going to come through. You just have to give what is given. So, uh-huh. and all I think that works the same on the psychic connection too. When you connect to people psychically, you you almost like connect to them and give them what they need to know at that time, almost because of the karmic connection and energy that they're all in at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do, do you yeah. hear, you hear like thoughts or is it like, uh, or, or do you actually hear a voice of somebody that comes over? It's a good question. So actually voice is, is a, a one of the clairs and that's clairaudient. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is a specific thing. But um, so that when I work with spirit, I always say I, w- I work with spirit really simply, okay? <laughs> and I just chat to them like I am you, you know? Yeah. But they just appear often on, on my right-hand side. They'll they'll change how they appear depending on the spirit. So sometimes they'll show me the face. Sometimes they'll show me the body. Sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll show me different aspects. And how they come to me is also a part of the message often too, you know? Um, and they'll just I just chat to them like I do you. And I always say, you know... Um, I, with my readings, I always, I don't tend to focus on how the spirit passed because you will, sometimes you hear some mediums and it sounds like a medical examination, the yeah. whole reading. And um, I'm a great believer in 
What about all those happy times that those people spent together? All those holidays, the houses that they owned, the hobbies that they had. And so that's what I asked Spirit about. And so Spirit tell me about all of these different things. And it is quite incredible. It blows my mind sometimes uh, with the information that comes through. Um, and I just give that information. I just give what I get. Um, I don't interpret it because uh -huh. it's not my job to understand it. Um, it. And I just give what I get in that sense, you know. And I, and I work with all of the clairs. So you were talking about do I hear it and stuff yeah. like this. I work with everything. So I'll see. Sometimes I'll see the spirit really clearly. Sometimes I'll hear them. They were. I asked. I do always ask them to say, "Tell me your message." So. Uh, when I say my like tagline on my Facebook page is a voice for spirit, the reason why that is is because I ask them what is your message, and sometimes they will speak that message mm. to me, and it's uh, so fast sometimes you have to get ready to catch it, but you just give it straight away, and it's in their words often. And there's lots of times when I've given readings and people have gone, "Wow, that's just how they would have said it," yeah, you know, yeah. and that's when I know I've definitely got that message from the spirit, you know. Um, but it's so fast, it's hard to explain it. If you imagine, you know when a mirror, if someone reflects a mirror of light, of sunlight, and yeah. suddenly they, they move the mirror past your eyes, and it's like a flash of light, and then yeah. you don't see where it came from. It's like that. That hearing sometimes is very fast and instantaneous, whereas the seeing and the smelling and the tasting often can, for me, last a bit longer. Yeah. Um, the clear audience is there, but it, I work with all the clairs, you know. Um, I don't. Because I'm a great believer too in is, is whatever you ask for, you get. So uh -huh. if you say, oh, well, I always work clairaudiently with spirit, well, guess what? You will always work clairaudient. You will never work in other ways if you say you don't. But if you say you work with all of the clairs, then guess what? Spirit hmm. will, over time, connect with all of those different clairs, you know. And it also, for me, enriches a reading because uh -huh. it allows spirit to give you messages through different things, you know. Is it at so, all scary? No, it's the very opposite of that. Now, this is the interesting thing, because the media portrays spirit and ghosts as a dark and ooh, yeah. scary. And it's so, so, so sad, because there's so many... I almost should become a lawyer for misrepresented uh -huh. spirits, you know? Uh -huh. Because there is a lot of misrepresented spirits you see on the media, when in reality, it's just a loved one that's showing that they're there. Oh, it's just someone that used to live in that place that is looking after it. It's not a dark, evil entity. Yeah. If you listen very carefully to these programs, sometimes when they're saying it's a dark, evil entity, where's the evidence? Where is the evidence for that? Oh, well, it's a dark demon. It scratched me. Hold on a minute. If it was a real dark, dark demon, would it do more than just scratch you? <laughs> yeah. No. And I'm not... I don't want to feel I'm being disrespectful because obviously people do experience these mm. things and do experience the a lot of negativity around these things. But for me, um, the dark spirits and all of that stuff has a human source, mm -hmm. right? Because the human source is fear of yeah. death, is fear of being, um, fear of being hurts and stuff like this and that can come out of being in a very difficult bad place too yeah on a human level okay so i'm a great believer in because my belief as well is that there is no dark negative mm -hmm. evil spirit because spirit is one so 
spirit is an energy, an all-encompassing energy. I've already briefly touched on this, but spirit is an all-encompassing energy that connects us all. It's like a, it's like our consciousness. And effectively, what we experience in our consciousness is a window of that, almost, yeah. if you like. But that is connected to the greater all, if you like, which is only one of love, light, and inspiration. And for me, for there to be a dark, there has to be separation. Right. Because there has to be. Because if you have a positive and you're saying that there's a negative, well, there has to be a separation between the two for there to be another thing existing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but there isn't, because there's only one consciousness. There's only one one energy. There is only so, so you say, so well, where does it, what is this dark then? Why am I experienced? Why am I seeing these dark shadows? Well, for starters, those dark shadows aren't evil. They're just spirit that is showing themselves in shadow form rather than giving you all the details of how, of their clothes and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's you that's deciding to impute onto that shadow a darkness. Just because it's black doesn't mean it's dark. Mm. Just because number 13 in our country is very unlucky. In Italy, it's a lucky number. It is, absolutely. How can you have... So therefore, does that belief in it being unlucky truly exist? Because it can't. Because when you think about it, if we have number 13 being unlucky in one country, how can it be also lucky? How it, sorry, 13 being unlucky yeah. in one country, but lucky in another. You can't have... It's either completely unlucky or it doesn't exist. And the reality is it doesn't actually exist. It's all on our mental consciousness. It's all on that energy that we are connected to, if you like. So therefore, because everything is one, that the darkness truly doesn't exist. And the darkness comes from these human fears and these human worries and concerns mm. that are brought about by grasping onto our physical world, to grasping onto our physical body for fear of it being harmed. Um, and stuff like that and so when you start to to dig I've worked with I actually should say I've actually had experience working with people that have been in a dark place yeah. and have brought them out of that dark yeah. place and into the light and they and they were saying they had demons and all this and in actual fact they were, it wasn't that at all they were just in a really dark place in their life at that time you know yeah, yeah. Um, and so so yeah so I think that's a really, really interesting aspect of the true, for my, that, that's the true sort of reality of things. Mm. I want to let, before we move on to the next question, one yep. real beautiful physical almost manifestation of this belief of mine is that, and it's a very profound thought this, and I, I'd like everyone to just think on it, is that light can create shadows, but shadows can never create any light. What I mean by that is that that's almost our evidence that there is only one light of love, light and inspiration. But all of those shadows are created by physical human things that are in front of that light that then get a shadow, if you like. And so that's that analogy that all yeah. of these things that we experience that are possibly dark are coming from that, that perspective, you know. That's cool. But mm. Speaking of dark, malevolent, evil forces... Yeah. Or within uh, within the psychic and medium world, are there charlatans out there, the people who say that they are psychic and medium and they're actually just trying to take people's money? Unfortunately, there are. Mm -hmm. There's lots of them. There's lots of scammers out there. 
coming saying give me a reading um personal responsibility is hugely important in mediumship and that's where a medium takes personal responsibility for every reading and in reality if a medium is truly connected to the love and light of spirit then there should be no reason to have a message that is going to cause harm in any way but i've heard absolutely horrendous stories of mediums saying that oh your child is is on a boat in the middle of the sea in the middle of nowhere and and is is lost at sea and this poor parent's been absolutely worried about oh my god I thought my child was at rest, yeah. but actually my child's on this boat in the middle of nowhere. I've just had absolutely appalling stories of people saying they're going to have bad luck for the next 10 years and things like this. Um, if anyone is saying anything in that way that's be so harmful, then I don't regard them as a, a medium. Um, because what they're doing there is they're using a position of, of a medium to, to get control over people and manipulation and that is just absolutely awful and there's just unfortunately there are charlatans out there but look out for the signs that, that they they might ask for example they might tell you that you need to come back for, for me to cleanse something yeah you know what if they approach you first as well and stuff like this if they approach you first don't do it if you get a link through saying, oh, I've got a message from your loved one wanting to give you a message, click on the link. Don't click on the link, you know? Yeah. Um, a reading should always come from the sitter's point first. So what I mean by that is if is they should approach me, I will never approach anybody for a reading, you know? Yeah. Um, and all professional psychics should be approached and should have permission from the person from a reading. Even when I do my live streams, because I do a lot of live stream readings, I always make sure I get permission from people to give them a reading. I say, you know, if you would like a reading, let me know. Um, even if like one of my supporters or whatever, I still ask them because, you know, they might not want a reading at that point, you mm. know. Um, and so, yeah, look out for those charlatans, definitely. Yeah. I love your live yeah. streams. They're so much fun. They're really, really yeah. good. They're, they're great. Yeah. Click on, see all stars flying up and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, a cool. great time doing the live streams, yeah. Um, so can you teach somebody that, to do this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've, I actually mentor a few people. I run mentor programs and everything to, to learn mediumship. The reason why the mentor programs is that I did try doing some workshops but got frustrated because the workshops almost weren't long enough yeah. um, and I wanted to do it for more weeks. And I realized I was given from spirit that said, listen, like do it as a mentor scheme, you know, so that way that I can work with people and, and really get, whenever I work with people on their, on their mediumship, I never aim them to become, become copies of me. My aim is to enable them to find their voice with spirit. So you can learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. You can learn how to connect to spirit. There's like the mechanics of mediumship. Um, but alongside the mechanics of mediumship always does go the self-development because the art of being a medium is to let go of yourself and to take yourself out of the picture. And you can only do that with, with a lot of self-acceptance and a lot of being able to accept yourself and then go fine and let yourself go if that makes sense mm, I've, I've had weird experiences with sort of like rune stones that i can't explain yeah because yeah, um, yeah. so much so that the, it's been that weird that it scared me to to go any further oh, right, yeah. um yeah. is that quite a common thing like so people do, do things like tarot and then it, it, 
it a lot freaks of people them get, out. Well, people get particularly scared with tarot cards. Um, or, and they get they do get scared with like other sort of Wiccan things like the ruins and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the thing to remember is that everything is intention, you know. And I think that particularly the thing that scares people about the tarot cards is the devil card and things like this, you know. Um, and but what we have to remember is what's the history of those things, you know. Mm. So the tarot cards were developed many many years ago, originally from Italy. And then they, they were worked on and many, um, oh, what's that word? Many um, esoteric symbols and stuff were then put into the cards as well. Mm. And they were modernized a bit. So they're based on a pack of cards, really. That's what they came from. And then they were developed from, from that. And so for me, I don't think there's people have to worry so much as long as your intention is, a, is like a, a, you have that intention of love and light, you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a bit earlier, what I was talking about. If you ask for stuff to happen, then it will, you know. Yeah. So if you are, if you have a, a dark intention, if you have a negative intention, then guess what? Negative stuff will probably happen. But that's because you had a negative intention. So I'm not surprised, you know. But if you have an intention of of growing spiritually, of growing, you're helping your development, of connecting to spirit to help your development, then those. Those things, you shouldn't be scared at that point, you know, um, and it should enable you mm. to, to carry on your journey. I would say, even though I've said earlier how dark spirits don't exist, it's still good practice to put protection on, because if that if that is what helps you, um, then use it, you know. Mm. Um, some people really need protection. I have protection from all my spirit guides and, and also in my views as well. Um, and working from such a point of love, love is the great protector. Yeah. You know, you know, um, and so we have to remember that really, really importantly. But it is, I think, important, particularly in the early days, focus on and always, well, I think always putting that protection on is just a professional thing. It's that personal responsibility. Yeah. I have a responsibility. So I'm protecting myself from any negativity. And I'm working with that intention of love so that, you know, and and don't underestimate your ability to connect to spirit and for that protection that you have, you know. Mm. I think everyone has that protection naturally, but some people almost undermine it because, like you, you don't know about it, you maybe didn't know about it, and suddenly the, the messages it gave you were, like, really close to home, and you're like, you know... Well, it wasn't so, really a message that was happening because basically I was doing a reading for a friend and um, yeah. then I had this massive surge of energy in my body. I felt right. a physical surge of energy and in my head I saw that I was holding hands and it was going cyclical between the both of us and oh, then right. then, I, then I, in my head I unclenched her hands and then yeah. I went, oh, did you feel that? And then I was I saw myself Then I was actually holding her hands. <laughs> it was really, yeah. really weird. So yeah. at that point I was like, I think I should stop this for a while because I've just really scared myself. I don't know what happened there. I think Spirit were just seeing what you could cope with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit much, Uh, but yeah, Yeah. it's. um, I think I hadn't. I've still got. I still had, and still have a few things that I need to get through before whatever happens next on my spiritual journey as well. So, do you think this sort of thing runs in the family? It does in mine actually. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started doing my mediumship, I discovered that my great great grandmother. Um, was a medium, interestingly. Wow. Yeah. So 
you uncover these things sometimes without even knowing it. So I think they do run in the family, but I think everyone has that ability to to do it as well, you know? Brilliant. So, yeah. But if it runs in the family, do you think you've got a stronger chance of it maybe coming out, perhaps? Yeah, it's definitely, I'd have said, yeah. I think, I think that if it's there in the family, then it's kind of like you feel that, because everything is like, we impute everything. So because we're saying it's in the family, you're almost like imputing, then you will be able to do it. But I think that don't let the people that don't have it in the family feel that it's, that's going to prevent them, you know? Yeah. 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 I think you are your own individual, you know? And, and if it's not in their family yet, then maybe they're going to be the generation to bring it into their family. Mm. And so how, how do you feel about the skeptics then? How people say, Oh, it's absolute rubbish. I don't mind at all. And, uh, there's going to be skeptics to anything. I don't do this to prove, um, to to sort of convert people, if you like. You mm. know, um, I think if anyway, sometimes for the skeptics, I feel quite sad because some of the skeptics are really quite scathing in a quite a negative, nasty way, mm. and for them, I feel quite sad that they 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 um, are so kind of nasty to someone and obviously not in a good place. So I send them love and light. Yeah. And um, for that, you know, um, and the skeptics for me, um, I think I feel feel sad for some of the skeptics because perhaps, you know, I don't know exactly the point they're coming from, but there's a good chance they're far more attached to the physical than I am. Mm-hmm. And for that, it can only bring them suffering. So for that, I'm actually quite, um, you know, sorry for them in that yeah, sense, yeah. you know. You you don't um, want people they're going to be pinched. chasing after money that in reality they can't take anyway. Yeah. You know, so they're going to live a real unhappy, stressed out life. And for what, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, so in that sense. Um, but the skeptics, I'll let them go. It's fine, you know? Excellent. Yeah. And you've also you've got a very creative, you've mentioned Francesco. You have a very creative partner as well. He's an artist. Do, yeah. And um, so you seem to be living in a very loving and joyous filled marriage. Does that yeah. help? With your um, connection to spirit and uh, and yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. And um, I th- I definitely feel that like because Francesco was part of that final missing jigsaw piece um, for me, then then um, then I think it did help things fit into place and help things flow. And he also supports me a lot in the work that I do, which is really and I support his work as well. Mm. And and I, we have like a mutual uh, respect for each of us. We're both of our individual aspects but then we are both one as well yeah and I think that's the ideal thing you want in a relationship really um because you don't want to become copies of each other and you want to have your individual specialities and what you do but like combine them as one and I think that's really beautiful so for me it's really it is really important you know absolutely it's it's very important I think but because I always struggle with when somebody says your other half I'm like oh no that's not right I'm a full person <laughs> it's, yeah. that's just weird yeah. so yeah. I'm not being codependent I've got my own shit going on <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's true though yeah, yeah. so are you ever going to go back to play music again like well I'm, I just I've never entirely it? stopped really yeah. but but um but it's always going to be in the background of what I do um but I just um yeah I just do I don't, I'm, I'm not full-time as a, as a medium. I'm also a support worker as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so um, I'm working that a support worker job too. So I do that with a bit of music, with, with my mediumship. Uh, but my mediumship is just taking off and has been 
since lockdown. It came about in quite an unusual way. We, um, Francisco and I started, like, it opened up the paranormal again. And I said, well, you know, because I've been a part of a number, you know, worked with a number of teams over the years and investigated loads of places. But then it started opening up um, just before, like, lockdown and everything. And I said, well, we should join a team. So we joined a team in York and all that. Uh-huh. And then, um, then my plan was to get my mediumship going and open up a page in like eight months down the line. But lockdown happened. Yeah. So lockdown happened. Two weeks later, I'd opened my page and, and that was it. And I've never stopped giving free readings since. So I was giving people free readings and guidance throughout the whole of lockdown, um, which I'm actually really proud of because there was a lot of really worried people over that lockdown and there still are lots of yeah, worried yeah. people with everything going on at the moment. But I always will offer the like free mini readings, if you like, mm. um, as an aspect of what I do um, because I'm a great believer in get, when you give, you get back as well. Absolutely, law of attraction. Change happens, you know. So it's not just all about take, take, take. So I always will offer like one card single free mini readings when I do my lives. Um, and if people want more, then they can send stars or something like that. And that's how I kind of run it, you know. Mm. And for me, it seems a nice balance because I'm still offering that that free thing to people. So there is always a little lifeline for people. Mm. They don't feel they should always need to pay. And I think that's a sign of, that's about my intention, really. That's why I do this, you know. I don't do this to become a millionaire rich person. I'm doing it to bring the healing, love and light of spirit. That's why I do it. Yeah, I think your music always brought that across as well because you always, yeah. when you yeah. played your music, there's always a really, everybody always left feeling better for having come to a concert so yeah. and feeling happy yeah. and elated to hope people had that thing going on. And unfortunately, yeah. I don't know 422, but I'm going to check it out. 422 is my very first band, also signed to Fellside. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we've signed to Fellside after we won the BBC Young Folk Award. So wow. that was in 1999, can yeah. you believe it? I, I yeah. recognise the name, but I don't think I've ever listened to it. So if yeah. people want to listen to 422 or hook people, where can they go? They can go to Spotify, I think. I think yeah. we're all on Spotify, yeah. And I do have some albums available as well, so if people are interested in an album, get in touch with me and, you know, there's some details there. That's cool. And if anybody wants a reading or just find out more about you, where can they, where can they find you? So, yeah, you can find me at Sampert Psychic Medium on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm at Sampert Psychic Medium. And um, you can... Also, I've got a YouTube channel, Sam Pert Psychic Medium. I've also just, believe it or not, started podcasting. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. Well, so well, just, well, out, just on my second podcast, I've just brought my second one out. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, well, it's only available on YouTube at the moment. Sorry? <laughs> welcome to the world of podcasting. Yeah, it's only available on YouTube at the moment, but it's imminently going to be available on other platforms. I'm just waiting for that right time to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I know what I'm doing with everything. I'm, I'm in the process of building a whole new website. So there's like loads of things I'm working on at the moment. Um, so things are, are really moving on really well. I've, I do live demonstrations. I've got some demonstrations, one coming up on the April the 9th at the Jacobs Well in York. Yep. And I've got one coming up on the 29th of April, or 28th of April, I think, um, at the Buddha Barn, not the Buddha Barn, the Beverly Barn. Mm-hmm. Um near Beverly, East Yorkshire as well. Got a demonstration coming up there. Um, I do one-to-one readings, do live streams, do loads and loads of different things. Excellent. So just you could tie that in with the Beverly Folk Festival. You could do reading and a concert at the same time. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I was just, a quick look. The other question just came to my mind before. Um, have you ever had any musicians come through with a song idea? Well, it's funny you should say that. I've actually, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I'm going to tell the story now. I have actually had Elvis Presley come through. Wow. Now, now some people would say, oh, you're kidding, you're kidding. Yeah. But this is a bit of an explanation I did earlier with you. We all have this karmic connection to people that we meet. Mm. Our energies blend with people that we meet. So when you go to a shop and buy, I don't know, a Twix or whatever, um, and you give that person that money or put your card on the reader, when you have that interaction with that person, your, your energies at that point have blended together. Now, when you blend with an energy of a person, it's not important the length of time. It's not important how close that blending was because energy is energy, mm. you know? Just like just like a, a fraction bit of light is all of the light, you know? So, so a drop of energy is actually all of the energy because that's the very nature of energy. It's, so, so what happened was I was giving a reading to a lady in America and her husband was the agent of Elvis Presley. Wow. And her husband came through. And more than that, I actually was aware of, like I said, he actually took me to Graceland is where he took me into this desk that he had in Graceland. I'd never been in Graceland. I don't know its layout, but I seem to remember in the reading, he showed me this desk and this pen on this desk. And um, it was this pen that he, would, he was given from Elvis that was a gift, a leaving gift for all the work he'd done as an agent and stuff. And this pen came through in like a box and everything. And the lady was like, yeah, I can take all that. That's that Elvis wow. gave him that pen. But he actually directly took me to Graceland. I didn't, I can't remember whether I actually connected to Elvis himself, but I can definitely remember seeing this suit. I think he showed me that suit, that that white suit with the, oh, with yeah. the frills on it. I think he showed me that suit. And then he took me to Graceland into the house and, because I love that when spirit take you into the houses uh -huh. and you can describe the rooms and the settees and the shelves and the fires and the doors and the, you know, the wallpaper, it's incredible. And so, yeah, it took me into Graceland and I just gave her what I got. And I was like in a bit of a disbelief after that one when she said, actually, yeah, he was an agent for Elvis. Incredible. And that's, that's why that is possible because he had such a karmic connection with Elvis that that's how that connection happened, you see. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, well, you've been nothing at all like a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. This has been lovely. I've really, really enjoyed it. So, no, uh, me yeah, too. I, I really hope that that um, more people will get in touch and you will continue to do wonderful things in the world. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, love and light and uh, namaste, my friend. Yeah, love and light to you as well. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.